Welcome back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. It's great to have you guys back with us today. Hey, guys. Hey, we just wanted to remind you, go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done that. That way you'll get it hot off the presses every week we release a new podcast. And also, feel free to go ahead and share this podcast with those that you love, your friends and your family. If it's made a difference in your life, again, feel free to share that with others. This is episode 16 of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. And so we thought we'd try something different yeah, today. we wanted to do something different. We wanted different. to mix it up a little bit. So we are super excited to have guests with us today. And we don't just have any guests. We have yeah. two of the most special people in the world. Two Some people of our that, favorite people. Yeah, actually, yeah, absolutely. Favorite people on the planet. Incredible. Among those that we love the most. And so we want to introduce to you guys today our kids, Alex and Katie Rosinger. Alex and Katie, you guys are here. Oh my gosh. You're married you here. and we get to hang out with you <laughs> and just ask you a ton of questions. <laughs> we are here. Come yeah. on. And we're excited and we're honored to be here too. <laughs> Thank you for making time to do this. And hey, by the way, just to kind of give everybody a chance to get to know you a little bit better, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah. I mean, what do you do in your spare time? What do you do for fun? Yeah, what do you like to do for fun? Well, uh, one thing we really like to do is we love to work out with each other. So um, we tend to CrossFit together. We, we like to uh, get up at early, like 5 a.m. Sometimes we're getting up at 4.45, depending on Katie's schedule. Um, and we love to run together, too. We just like to be active. That's like one of our favorite things to do. Yeah, we like CrossFit so much that when I was 41 weeks pregnant, we were in the gym CrossFitting. She was hitting it. That's amazing. <laughs> you are a monster, Katie. <laughs> amazing, Katie. Well, way to go. Anything else that you guys do for fun? Uh, we're parents now. Wow. We have a baby boy, and his name is Winston. That's right. And yeah. so if you hear him in the background a little bit, it's because he's here tonight with us as well. <laughs> so we're doing a podcast interviewing Alex and Katie, but yes, Winston is providing the background effects, and so we're so grateful for that. That means that Don and I are grandparents, and again, honestly, Alex and Katie, we are really excited to be able to interview you guys and just to get a little bit, get to know a little bit more about you and your marriage and some of the things that have worked best for you. So to kind of kick this off, how did you guys meet? Fill everybody in. I mean, like, how did you realize that you were meant for one another? Welcome to the Love in the Fight podcast. My name is Travis Rosinger, and we are excited to have you with us today. Relationships are all around us. They're everywhere. Healthy relationships hold the key to success in life. The best kind of relationships, they're filled with love. Whatever you're fighting for, part of why we are doing this podcast is that we want to encourage you today to fight for love. I'm joined today by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Don Rosinger. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Just a little background information on Travis and I. We are actually high school sweethearts, so we've been married for a little while. Along the way, we've had the opportunity to raise two amazing kids. We love Jesus, we love people, and we absolutely love encouraging marriages. Fill everybody in. I mean, like, how did you realize that you were meant for one another? Yeah, so to kind of zoom out a little bit and get a little more context. So Katie and I both 
decided to go to Iowa State University. We're both uh, class of 2016, so we had our freshman year 2012, um, but we actually didn't meet each other until 2013. We were both going to a college ministry called Mm -hmm. Chi Alpha, and afterwards, every week, we would go to Buffalo Wild Wings. And so it was at the end of the night when we were all leaving, we were going out to the parking lot, and I saw this car drive away with my friend Sheena, and she was driving the car, but in the back seat, there was this cute-looking a sophomore girl named Katie. And so I never met her before. So the window was down. So I walked up and extended my hand through the back seat of a car window and said, Hey, I'm Alex. And it's nice to meet you. <laughs> Hopefully he didn't have any, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings sauce on his, you know, his, yeah. on his uh, you know, cheek Katie, or anything. Katie, right. was his hand sweaty? Was it, was it dry? Was it? No, it was, it was good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly the, my wingman was the issue that night, but it was, it was really good. It was a sweet moment. Um, but from there we were really just friends for the next three years, sophomore year, junior year and senior year. Um, and I actually moved away, moved to Minnesota. Um, and in the meantime, um, I had started dating a few other girls on and off. Um, and nothing really clicked every time, um, I would go on a date. It just, nothing was really there. But I remember the specific moment I'd been on a couple discouraging dates. I was driving through downtown Minneapolis and I was thinking about, okay, what, like, what is the rest of my life going to look like? Who do I want to be with? And just, Mm, I remember this clear thought coming to my head Mm. being, wow, I would be so excited if I spent the rest of my life with Katie. And I wasn't in contact Mm. with her. I wasn't talking with her a whole lot at the time, but I just remember thinking, man, I would be so proud to introduce her to my family, to my friends, and she would be the best mother of my future children. Wow, that's yeah. great. And for me, we were just such sweet friends in college. And um, when I thought about a lifetime with Alex, I got genuinely excited about him and being a life, him being my lifelong friend and partner for life. And not only that, but we had, we had, he met all of my non-negotiables. So in other words, the top things I wanted in a future spouse, um, he had a strong faith in God. He loved people well, and he treated them with kindness. He's a man of integrity and generosity, and he prioritized family. So how did you guys then eventually like pop the question and decide to jump off the, you know, the marriage cliff and say, we're going to, we're going to do life together forever. When did that happen? How did that happen? So going into the relationship, I knew that I was going to have to be a little aggressive and try to pursue it pretty well. Because Katie, what had happened in the past is I had actually asked Katie out before to go on a date as friends. Mm. But she didn't really like that. She wanted me to be very upfront uh, and, and be intentional in how I was communicating to her about going on a date. She was thinking you were like flying under the radar. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I or guess she's so. She's playing hard to get. <laughs> so this time around, I decided to do something different. I decided to come out swinging. So I called her up on the phone and directly, very apparently, very obviously said, Katie, will you go on a date with me? Can I drive down to Iowa and take you on a date? And a few days later, she took some time to think about it. There's grace there. But she said yes. <laughs> and so going into the relationship after we started dating, we knew it was headed for marriage right. pretty quick. And there was a point that we had both decided to say I love you to each other. And so we knew oh. that we were falling oh. in love. Oh, wow. It was great. <laughs> uh, and I started to kind of just to go after a plan to propose to Katie. So I realized right. that she had a... a, a set of cousins living in a different country in the same country that my set of cousins were living in. It was kind of like random by chance. So for her Valentine's Day gift, Christmas gift, and birthday gift, I bought her a plane ticket to the country of Egypt, and I went along with her, and we stayed at my cousin's house in Cairo, Egypt, and decided that 
um, in December of 2017, next to the Pyramid of Giza, that I'll get one knee and ask her to marry me. And it was incredible. It was so yeah. much fun. And we ended up getting married. Yeah. And six- I said yes six times. <laughs> there you go. You have great, great pictures, too. Yeah. 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 Who, gets to, who gets to be proposed to next to a, a pyramid <laughs> in Egypt? Yeah. It was incredible. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. That's part of our story. Yes. Never would have thought that. So when did you actually get married and how long have you guys been married? Yeah, we got married June 30th, 2018. So we've been married for two solid years. That's awesome, you guys. So That is so cool. Again, you just, you've been married a little bit over two years and obviously this is a, a marriage podcast. So we want to talk a little bit about your marriage. What has surprised you guys the most about marriage in just a little over two years? Today's episode is sponsored by Goddess Creative Co. They specialize in wedding and event photography and videography. Goddess Creative Co. believes in turning the biggest moments in life into memories that you'll never forget. They're devoted to giving their time, talent, and emotional energy to give their clients a product, experience, and memory that achieves an unforgettable experience. Visit goddessphotography.co. Again, that's goddess, G-A-D-E-S, photography.co. What has surprised you guys the most about marriage in just a little over two years? Yeah, for me, um, how much communication it actually requires. Um, I'm an internal processor, and so it was a major adjustment at first. Um, Especially, yeah, when we first got married, I had to open up about my feelings. I had to process with another person, and that's hard for me. And so it was really um, a challenge to open up with Alex. Yeah, I think I would agree that just how much the quantity is that is required. Um, but another thing that surprised me that was positive was that it, how natural it felt. Hmm. Go, you know, going in about a month, month and a half into it, um, it felt like we'd always been married. Even though it was fresh and new and exciting, it was like, wow, this really feels like it's always been this way and it always should be this way. Yeah. And so that was really fun. It was a nice little surprise. It's awesome. Yeah, marriage definitely throws a couple surprises at you, especially in the beginning. So what do you guys feel though or believe that has been the most difficult um, issue in your marriage within these first two years? Driving. Driving. <laughs> <laughs> Driving. Is Katie a crazy driver? <laughs> She's maniacal. It's just insane. <laughs> No. no, yeah, for us, like most of our arguments have been in the car. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Why is that? What are you talking about? Usually, I mean, it's a typical guy girl situation. I drive too fast, take too many chances, and Katie makes I'm her opinion overly cautious. And then, yes, I backseat drive. All right, Katie, although Alex is my son, I definitely, you know, I think I agree with you. I, Alex is kind of a, a difficult driver to, you know, be you know, be in the car with a little bit. I, I think so. So you have some legitimate concerns. All right. <laughs> Sorry, not trying to gang up on you, All Alex. right. With the driving theme, we're going to take a U-turn a little bit. I'm going to ask you a different question. And it's this, you know, you guys seem like you have a great Mm -hmm. marriage. Now, I know it's not perfect. No marriage is, but you truly do seem like you have a great one. So what is your secret sauce? When I go to Chick-fil-A, man, I want a truckload of their (laughs) Chick-fil-A sauce, right? Amazing. (laughs) But what is your sauce? Like, what is it that's been making the chemistry of your marriage go well for the last two years? Yeah, we're we're never going to complete each other. Um, our individual relationships with the Lord are number one, and God is the only one that can satisfy us as individuals. Um, so 
pursuing the Lord together is what completes our marriage. Mm. Um, and that's our secret sauce, God. And um, just like in Proverbs, it says that a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Um, and for us in relationship with each other and inviting the Lord to be a part of our marriage is what brings health to our marriage. Yeah. And I think for me, I, I completely agree with that. Um, but for me as a man, it's being willing to go low first, mm-hmm. being humble, not being afraid or thinking that it's foolish or weak to apologize. Jesus chose to humble himself to the point of death, death on a cross. So it should be easy for me to apologize to my wife when I made a mistake or unintentionally hurt her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what about fun in marriage? Like what is what is something that as a, as a young couple, just starting out a couple years in, you've got a child. What is one of the most fun things in your marriage, but also one of the most challenging things? And I, I know you already talked about driving and backseat driving and torturing each other that way, but, but what about, you know, fun and challenging? Right. Yeah. The, the most fun thing is waking up next to each other mm, yeah. every single day. Yeah. The most challenging exactly. thing is waking up next to each other every single day. Yeah. No, and, and it's, it's so in true. all seriousness, you know, it's so fun to like, I think the companionship piece mm-hmm. is literally the most fun mm-hmm. part of it yeah. is we get to wake up and we get together, like we get up together and we're groggy and our eyes are swollen because we're so tired, but we get to like enjoy each other's company. Slumber party with your best friend. Absolutely. Every night. So much fun going to bed together. Yeah. But at the same time, the challenging part is that we see the parts of each other that other, no one else sees. Mm. You know, where I mm. sing acapella really low <laughs> and Katie gets annoyed by it. Yeah. Or Katie taps her taps my leg when, when she gets uncomfortable. You know, little <laughs> things that that we would never see if we weren't living together. Um, that kind of makes it challenging. We have, we have our quirks and parts of us that are eccentric and we only see it to each other. And so mm, yes. that's the most challenging piece, but it's also the most fun. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's awesome. So you guys, again, you've been married a little over two years and obviously just, you know, you got married and you moved to the city, Katie, here in, yeah, in Minneapolis and transitioned. And then you guys obviously, you know, have a baby. Mm-hmm. and But you guys have a really big transition coming soon um can you guys unpack this and also talk about the impact that this has had on your marriage and how you have navigated this through this transition and just the decision to come to this transition yeah so we both currently are working full-time um except that we both quit our jobs just recently. Uh, I was working as an environmental engineer um, at, at a, a local um, manufacturing facility. It was an incredible position. And Katie was working at an incredible non, non-for-profit preschool. And um, we both realized that um, we wanted to say yes to an unexpected opportunity to move to Iowa to be pastors uh, at Iowa State University, Chi Alpha, mm-hmm. just the same ministry that we met in um, as students and we now are married because of. Um, so now what we're doing is we are we quit our jobs, we're packing up our things, we're raising up a support team and a support budget, and we're moving to a college town in Iowa. Yeah, we always dreamed that we would end up in full-time vocational ministry together, but we didn't know exactly what that would look like practically. Um, when this opportunity came, we had... We took several weeks to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew we needed to pray it through individually and together. Um, we sought out a lot of outside wisdom, which was really clarifying to yeah. seek out wisdom. Alex was feeling confirmation through Isaiah 43 that God was creating a pathway through the wilderness and a river in the desert. 
And where there was not opportunity, God had specifically given us this one that was in line with what we were hoping for. And for me, it was really a yes right away. And it was more trying to be intentional and wise to seek out the Lord in case it was a no. And in the end, it felt right. And we knew that we had to say yes. Wow. That's, that's a big decision. That is a big transition. That's such cool that you got such clarity in the midst yeah. of that yeah. you know, transition and knowing that God's leading you mm-hmm. and guiding you. Um, so what advice would you guys give to those couples who are, are newly married? Maybe just, you know, married just for, you know, one or two years or uh, the couples that are about to get married. What type of advice could you guys give them? Yeah. Um, so out of the gate, we we intentionally prioritized spending time with God individually. Um, when you get married, you can't let your personal relationships with God fall to the wayside. Mm. You need that individual time with the Lord. And it is just that important in marriage as it is before marriage. And I would say specifically to husbands, this can be to both husbands and wives, but specifically to husbands, remember that you carry the power of death and life with your tongue. Um, Any offhand comment or even like semi-insensitive word towards your wife, which you wouldn't think is a big deal, can really either tear them them down or build them up. And so being intentional, knowing that, hey, I can use my words to build up my wife or to build up my spouse, Mm -hmm. or I can use my words to tear them down. And so be intentional with what you say. Don't let any ill-conceived word or, or, or malicious word come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice, like we said, you yeah. know, for those that are thinking about getting married, but also those who have been married for a mm-hmm. short while, like yourselves. Now, I know we've been married for a long time, and, you know, one of the things that couples that have been married for a long time, they kind of fall into a trap and into thinking, hey, our marriage is okay, we don't have anything to learn. And the reality is, that's not true. Yeah. We have to continue to learn and grow in our marriage. Marriage is and always the learning process. Completely, <laughs> yeah. And it's just learning and growing over and over again. So you guys have a lot, not only to teach couples your age and and those that are about to get married, but also those that like us, yeah. <laughs> where we need to be reminded yeah. or taught something new. What What do you have for advice for us? Yeah, I, I would say reminisce together and dream together. Mm. Um, remember the amazing things of the past. Like remember and reflect on that often um, of how you you fell in love and how you've bonded, mm. of the memories you've made together. Um it's really fun to reminisce. I love doing that personally. Um, But also it's really fun to dream together about what could be in the future. Keep looking forward to what, what God wants to do with your marriage, what God wants to do in your family. Um, Keep dreaming. And um, yeah, those, that would be my advice. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review, and be sure to subscribe. We would also love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. Yeah, way to go. I mean, you're further along than we are. Uh, We're two years into this. For you that are 15, 20, 30, 50 years into it, you've made it further. Like, that's amazing. Uh, But I would agree with Katie. Keep the end goal in sight. Keep that dream in sight. And I know for us... It's, it's at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when we're 80 years old, mm. we want to be sitting on a rocking chair and not bitter towards life, 
not bitter towards each other, but tenderhearted, tenderhearted towards each other and tenderhearted towards Jesus. So continue to make your decisions today to help make that goal happen. Finishing well is just as important as starting well. Mm, Yeah. Great advice. Excellent, Excellent advice. I really liked that you guys talked about, you know, looking back, yeah. but then continuing to dream, yeah. looking yeah. forward. It's so, so good. So do you guys have any, I know, I know you kind of alluded to this already as far as communication and using your words, right. but do you have anything specifically that you've learned about communication yeah. and marriage? Anything else that you haven't already covered? I know you guys, and I think yeah. Katie, you had brought up how much communication there is in marriage. Mm-hmm. So obviously you've probably learned a lot. Right. Yeah. I've had to learn as I've already kind of shared I've had to learn how to share my thoughts that Alex can't read my mind I have to (laughs) (laughs) surprisingly um but I have to put words to what I'm feeling and Mm. bring him in on it because it's unfair for me not to share Mm. what I'm feeling for him to not feel like he knows what's going on with me guys aren't mind readers are they I wish they were but they're not (laughs) yep another thing with communication is I want to always be um, intentional about even when I'm not talking, what am I communicating? Mm. Am I like really distracted when I'm on my phone and, mm. and ignoring my wife or ignoring my child? Yeah. Um, when I'm when I'm doing things around the house, do I am, do I am I cheerful? Am I positive or do I have a do I have a sour attitude? Mm. Or when I'm listening to my spouse, do I look engaged? Like do I look like I'm actually trying to have empathy? Because I can still hear words, but I, I want to be able to actively listen to them. And so when you're not talking, you're still communicating something. Wow. So be intentional yeah. with what you're. With what you're communicating mm. in those moments. That's so yeah. good. And so, that's a form of communication we yeah. forget so often about. You know, it, it's interesting for us. This is really, really special. We've been yeah. doing this podcast for a while now. And today we have the opportunity to um, have a chance to interview you guys yeah. and allow the rest of the world to get to know you and your marriage and your story. like yeah. we do. This is a marriage podcast and we're so proud of you mm-hmm. guys. We're proud of our, our other daughter and son-in-law, uh, Samantha and Jason mm-hmm. Goddess. Uh, but, you know, it, it's interesting, Alex, you watched uh, <laughs> our marriage yeah. for how many years? Our yeah. whole lives. <laughs> yeah. You've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, we've had arguments. You yeah. have seen seen them. We've been madly in love. You were there. We've had our ups and our downs. And I'm sure we've taught you negative things. We've taught you positive things. But what what's a what's a takeaway that maybe you've seen in our lives, just just in a broken, flawed marriage that needs Jesus? What's a takeaway, something that you've learned from us? Yeah, I I kind of alluded to this earlier, and maybe this is why uh, I kind of just attach so much to this idea. But I remember driving up to a family reunion and you guys getting in, a, in an argument and you were arguing in front of, of, of Samantha and I. And I remember, I remember dad getting really upset. It was rough. Yeah. And he said some things that you could tell he was going to regret later. Uh, and, and what was like most memorable about that though, is wasn't that moment. It was about a few hours later when we got gotten, we had arrived at our, at our destination, we got out of the car and I remember dad specifically in front of us apologizing to mom and then turning to us and apologizing to Samantha and I mm-hmm. about how that's uh-huh. not how we should act. And that's how that, that you regret what you did. And you, you mm-hmm. asked us for forgiveness and you asked us specifically if we mm-hmm. would forgive you. And so, um, I think just the, the power of apologizing and being the being the person who's who's humble who yeah. always wants to go low yeah right in marriage you it's definitely still two flawed people trying to live together and we you know we live by god's mm. grace and that's what we need and and we need to give that grace yes, to each other for absolutely, sure absolutely absolutely yeah thank right. you so 
Alex and Katie, do you guys have anything that you would like to share um, that you've learned about just conflict resolution? Obviously, we have these great, amazing times in marriage, but then we also have conflict and sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, sometimes it's ongoing. But what are some things that you have learned about conflict resolution in your marriage? What is what has worked? Yeah, in the all two years, um, we've <laughs> I mean we have many years to go um, and to learn a lot more. Seventy eight more. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But one thing um, I've taken away is never go to bed angry. Um, prior, prioritize along with that. Prioritize those moments that you have to communicate. Um, so it's worth being a few minutes late to the next um, event that you're going to or the next thing you have on your schedule to make sure that you and your spouse are on the same page. Um, don't become passive in your conflicts and choose to solve them and don't put them under the rug and forget about it. Mm. Don't let bitterness grow in your heart. Mm. One thing I had a dear friend say to me um, about life is that and when you get married, you realize how selfish you are. And then when you have kids, you realize how really selfish you are. And so marriage is, is really this great yeah. opportunity to look at yourself and go, mm. what am I doing that's wrong? Like, where can I actually grow? Because conflict is two-way. Mm. And so I can only control my emotions and, and what I'm doing mm. when I'm adding to this conflict. Yeah. And so what mm. am I doing that's wrong? And how can I correct what I'm doing? And using an opportunity to look at yourself uh, in a mirror, essentially. Yeah. Yes. That's good. Really good. Appreciate that. Well, it's been so fun the last two years to see you guys like, you know, learn how to be married and and, mm. and through the, the good and the bad. And I'm just want, we're proud of you guys. You guys have done an amazing so job. Proud. I know yeah. there's many couples who don't get to that two year point. They give up. They walk away. They say it's too hard. Why? Because marriage can be hard, but yeah. it, has, it absolutely has the potential to be the greatest relationship you could ever have beyond our relationship with Jesus. So just want to you know encourage you guys, just keep loving the fight. Keep learning to be married. I mean, yeah, marriage yeah. is a learning process. Just don't give up. And I know you guys have are determined and God has such a purpose and a plan for your marriage. So just I just want to encourage you, just keep going. Keep going after God. Yeah, and I would encourage you too, just with the whole mirror concept, you've, yeah. you kind of already brought that up, but I, I love that. The more we can look at ourselves mm. throughout life and keep coming back and saying, how can I be... A better person. Mm-hmm. How can I be the person God wants me to be? And looking at that that mirror rather than pointing the finger at our spouse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys are the ones that brought that up. But man, that's like I think you're headed in the absolute right direction. Absolutely, yeah. So keep that up. We're so proud of you guys in your transition that yeah. you have coming up. We yeah. know that God's going to use you in big ways down at Iowa State University with Come on, Chi Chi Alpha. <laughs> yeah, with Chi <laughs> Alpha. This. <laughs> This uh, incredible campus ministry, you're teamed up with LifePoint Church. You guys are going to blow it out of the yeah. water. So way to go. Uh, we just we just love you guys. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. We love you guys. Well, thanks, you guys, for just your time with us today. It's been fun to just be able to, to chat and Sweet. you know look into your marriage a little bit deeper and glean wisdom from you. Um, don't forget that you can always teach a ton of people just you know from your own marriage. But we want to thank you guys for joining us today. And just remember to keep loving the fight. Yeah, don't give up. You guys got this. You can do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed. And please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.